This is episode 692 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. On today's podcast, just what is a get-home bag exactly? Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey everyone, this episode is sponsored by the exclusive Prepper Website email group, which allows you to communicate with other preppers right from your email. You don't have to worry about your every link, click, or word being tracked by social media. This email group resides on the same servers as Prepper Website. Other benefits include members-only video, periodic webinars, and bi-monthly online meetups. This is a great value for $20 a year. To join the community, visit PrepperWebsite.net or click the link in the show notes. Well, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Prepper Website Podcast. I'm so glad that you are here hanging out with me on this episode. I've got a good one today on Get Home Bags, so I'm looking forward to this one. Before we jump into this, I just want to remind you of the preparedness webinar that I am offering. Now, this is a basic emergency preparedness 101, and I'm really doing it to try to get more people interested in preparedness or to be better prepared so that when the event comes, whatever that is, right? So a hurricane, we're in hurricane season, whether that's a flood, whether that is a tornado, winter storm, whatever it might be, that they are better prepared than those that are rushing to the store at the very last minute. And so one of the things and one of the ways that you can truly help me is just by word of mouth. If there's anybody out there, maybe, uh, you know, that you have that you're, you're friends with or people that you know of, you can just direct them over to preparednesswebinars.com. I'm, again, I'm really trying to keep it very basic, very low key as far as, you know, looking at the doomsday preppers and, and I'm not doing any of that, right? It just It's just very basic emergency preparedness. Uh, and really, this is coming off of uh, the winter storm Yuri that we had here in Texas, where so many people just were not prepared and really felt led to to do this. So I'm really excited about it. I've been working hard on it. Uh, and if you could share the information out there, I would greatly appreciate that, whether that's social media, whether that's word, word of math, whether you send somebody a link on email, just take uh, you know go over to prepper uh, preparednesswebinars.com and uh, go sign up for the uh, the emergency prep 101 it's going to be May 20th at 8 p.m. central standard time so i'm really looking forward to that one uh, something that i really feel led to do all right so let's go ahead and jump into our article of this episode it comes to us from survival sullivan and this one is called Just What is a Get-Home Bag Exactly? Now, a get-home bag is something that everyone should consider. And I'm talking about everyone from, uh, you know, the, the person who is on the road, you know, a traveling salesman or a trucker or even the mom who is running errands around around the neighbor, around the town, right? So the problem is that many people think about a, a big backpack with all sorts of gear ready for like five nights out in the wilderness, and that couldn't be farther from the truth. This episode is going to talk about why you should have a get-home bag and what you should have in it. So let's go ahead and start off this episode. We're going to, again, coming to us from survivalsullivan.com, we're going to be reading this article, Just What is a Get-Home Bag Exactly? All right, let's go ahead and start. 
You've probably thought a lot about what you're going to do when the time comes to run away from a bad situation. The notion of abandoning your home and heading for a safer ground when things get really desperate is something of a trope in prepping. But have you considered the fact that you'll need to get home before you'll be able to do anything else during a bad situation? Chances are, as a functional adult, you spend many of your waking hours away from home And that means you'll need to make tracks and head for home as quickly as possible. To do that, you'll need some gear and supplies for the journey, a get-home bag. So what is a get-home bag? It's a backpack containing gear, equipment, and a few supplies to help a person who is forced to get home under duress do so more easily and with the best chance of survival and success. Compared to a bug out bag, a get home bag is typically smaller, lighter, and not as well equipped. So putting together your own get home bag is not difficult, but doing it properly with an eye towards efficiency, lightweight, and minimalism can be challenging if you have spent much of your prepping career considering only how to pack a bug out bag full of as much stuff as you can physically carry. So keep reading and I'll provide you with a little bit to think about for preparing your own get home bag. All right, so those of you who are a little bit newer to preparedness and maybe you're new to the podcast, uh, get home bags are going to be abbreviated GHB. And so you might see that if you come over to this article or if you start to maybe do a little bit of research and get some more information a bug out bag or a bob is uh, something that you know you're going to put on and you're leaving your home and you're going to another location. So I, I've always talked about this. People have different ideas. This is my personal opinion. If you have a bug out bag and you're strapping on your bug out bag and you are leaving your home, you you have another location already ready to go. If you're leaving your home and you don't have a place to go, well, then you're a refugee. You're really, you're really not bugging out. You're, you're leaving uh, and you're a refugee. Most people do not plan on bugging out. Uh, you know, some people, some people will have to. Some people might. I mean, there's always a thing that you need to consider. Uh, for instance, uh, I would have never considered bugging out. Uh, but during her, Hurricane Harvey, there was a, uh, you know, everything was being flooded. I have, I I've talked about this here recently, people who had up to one story worth of water in their house. I mean, they were like on the second story taking pictures of the first story. And so in that situation, it doesn't matter how much you, how many plans you had to bug in, you're not going to be able to stay yet. You're going to have to leave. Right. And so these people, a lot of them were, were, you know, leaving their homes with canoes and, and, and other small little boats and things like that, rafts to get out of their neighborhood and get to, to higher ground. So a bug out bag, get home bag, two completely different things. We're going to be talking about get home bags here for the rest of this article. So the situation may not begin with you at home. If there's one fallacy I see pop up again and again in the context of SHTF situations and specifically disaster avoidance, it is the notion that your journey will begin while you are at home. Everything you see written on this subject pretty much will essentially be written from the standpoint that you and yours are waiting at home for the starting gun to go off like a bunch of firemen waiting at the station for the call. It is likely that isn't going to be the case much of the time. All right, so I completely agree with that part there. And uh, I might be jumping ahead here a little bit, but uh, it makes a lot of sense that, again, 
we live our lives, you know, at least eight hours, eight hours plus away from our home at work. And so a lot of the times when you read articles, you, you, you hear about bugging out or leaving your home. It's like, okay, the event happens and you pick up your bug out bag and you jump in your vehicle and you go. And that's just not reality for the most part. All right, moving on here. So why? Think about it. How much time do you spend outside your home taking care of your work, errands, commuting, activities, and all that stuff? Probably a good bit. Now multiply this factor by however many people are in your family that have lives of their own outside the home. If your significant other has a job of their own, they'll be in the exact same boat, and to a lesser degree, so will your children who are still in school. These highly varied and variable itineraries further compound your possible responses based on how capable or incapable your family members are. Things are getting tricky fast. Now consider the fact that you might have commuted to work, but you won't be able to take a vehicle home. You'll have to walk and still try to make good time while avoiding innumerable obstacles and hazards. Wouldn't you be better off if you had a small but reliable stash of gear with you? That is where the get home bag comes in. So let's talk a little bit about the get home bag loadout. The contents of the average get home bag are probably not going to contain too many mysteries or surprises for seasoned preppers. You're going to see plenty of items on the list I'm about to share with you that would be right at home in any bob or an inch bag. So guys, again, Bob, so in the pre uh, preparedness community, just like in any other community, we have our own little words and it's our own language. So again, Bob stands for bug out bag. Inch, an inch bag stands for I'm never coming home. And so that's like the end of the world as you know it, you know, the walking dead, zombies, you know, biker mice from Mars, the whole deal. And so you're never, you're never coming home again. So that bag, uh, I guess in the eyes of many people who talk about it, it might be a little bit bigger, might be a little bit more uh, robust than your bug out bag. And then of course your bug out bag is gonna be more robust than your get home bag. And really your get home bag is going to be very personal and dependent on your needs. And we're gonna talk about that here in just a minute. So what's the difference between the get home bag and these other bags? It is just a survival bag by any other name? Not exactly. And the difference is purpose. Yes, all of these bags are intended to keep you alive, keep you functional, and putting in the work you need to in order to secure a good outcome for yourself and your loved ones. But it is the context in which the bags will be used that dictates how they are set up. Remember, it is always the mission objective that determines the gear choice. The characteristics of your gear are either in service of your mission objective or they aren't, and we definitely want to make sure that they are. Since the purpose of a get home bag is to give you just enough equipment and supplies so that you can keep moving at a good clip and get home as quickly as possible on what is quickly becoming the worst day of your life, it makes sense that the bag and the items it carries should be as lightweight, low profile, and minimalist as possible. You want to be moving quickly at a time like this as you probably aren't worried about sustaining yourself in the field for days at a time. For that reason, the typical load will either be minimalist versions of gear selections you are used to seeing in other bags or drastically reduced amounts of various supplies. Speed is the rule of the day and the load of your get home bag must reflect that. So typical inclusions are a first aid kit. You're going to need this bag during a major situation. You could be starting out injured or get injured on the way home. Your first aid kit must include what you need to treat minor injuries as well as trauma. 
One of the other things that I want to add here in first aid kit is maybe a little bit of moleskin. And so if you are, and we'll talk about uh, clothes here in just a minute, but if you are walking and maybe you are not used to walking and you start getting a blister, you want to have a little bit of moleskin in your first aid kit. That's just a smart thing to do so that you can wrap around that blister or have that there so that you you it doesn't get worse, right? You, you don't want to be limping all the way home. The next up on the list is a knife. So no prepper anywhere, anytime should be caught without a knife. A sturdy fixed blade knife should be an auto include in your get home bag. It is an invaluable tool and might wind up being a weapon you are forced to rely on. Next up is a multi-tool. So disaster situations mean things are getting to get broken. Hedge your bets on repairing or tinkering with anything that is presenting an obstacle or malfunctioning gear by including a versatile and lightweight multi-tool. The next thing on the list here in this article is a space blanket. So you'll notice that most get-home bags skimp on substantial shelter items, and this one is no different. But a lightweight, crinkly space blanket will do a great job of keeping you warm when you have to stop for rest and they weigh next to nothing. Then what about a tarp cord zip ties? So skip the tent or bivy and carry a large, durable, and lightweight tarp with you in your get-home bag along with cordage and zip ties. This will allow you to fashion a shelter pretty much anywhere you happen to be or use it as a ground cover as, as called for should you need to overnight. Then there's a flashlight. Just like the knife, no prepper should ever be without a flashlight. Make sure your strikes, make sure yours strikes a balance between size, output, and runtime. Include a couple of sets of extra batteries. Then a headlamp. Guys, I, I gotta just I got to tell you, I love headlamps. Uh, the more I use them, the more I love them. It's just like one of those things is like whoever created them. And if you don't have a headlamp, I would highly encourage you to get one. Uh, there's some that are rechargeable and you can recharge them with like a USB on your phone charger. There's some that have just AAA batteries. Um, but a headlamp should be included in your gear. So flashlights are great, but sometimes you need your hands free and holding one beneath or between your teeth flat out sucks. Headlamps are the ultimate in hands-free convenience lighting. Bonus points if this shares batteries with your flashlight. Snap lights. Yet another lighting system, but one that is worthy of inclusion because it is a value-added inclusion. Safe, heatless, flameless, and ideal for marking or soft area lighting. These are good to have and weigh very little. Then you have a fire starter. Another prime consideration for all preppers. The ability to make a fire is invaluable when you need one, so make sure you include two lightweight options in your get-home bag. I prefer a ferro rod backed up by a couple of disposable butane lighters. Then, next up on the list is a map and a compass. Never ever trust that the landscape will be recognizable in the aftermath of the event or that your GPS in your vehicle or on your phone will continue to function. A map and compass will provide for basic navigation and direction finding. Then there's clothing. You should include a small stash of clothing in your get home bag according to what you typically wear when you are out of the house. At the minimum, make sure you include a set of footwear suitable for walking long distances and a pair of sturdy gloves to protect your hands. If you typically dress in such a way for work that you'll be prohibited from moving easily or being afforded much protection from the environment, include a full change of clothes. The expectation is that you will ditch the clothing you were wearing when you change to save weight. Food. Keeping up your energy is going to be important when heading home. 
standard trail food like beef jerky, energy bars, hard candy, and other zero prep, easy to eat items are a good idea. And then water. Water is essential even for such a short movement as what you're likely to face heading home during a crisis. At the very least, you should include a large Nalgene bottle full of water to stay hydrated since you are going to be hustling. If there are plenty of water sources along your projected routes, toss in an ultra-compact water filter so you can refill along the way. If water is scarce, pack a second water bottle. So in conclusion, the Get Home Bag is a small backpack full of just enough supplies and gear to reasonably support you while you make tracks for home during a crisis. Considering how likely it is you'll be away from your home at the start of any big disaster or other SHTF moment, you'll definitely want to keep a Get Home Bag at your office or in your vehicle. All right, guys, so let's go ahead and talk a little bit about Get Home Bags and uh, and where we are. I'm just, I just want to bounce off of this article and uh, just go a little bit deeper on some of these things, all right? So first of all, every Get Home Bag is going to be different according to your personal needs. I've talked about it before that I work probably, you know, in, just in traveling in my in my vehicle about 10 minutes away from work. It's not going to take me very long to get home at all. And so, you know, that my get home bag and my ideas and I do have a get home bag, although it's I'm very close uh, you know, to uh to to home. It's going to be way different than somebody else who is traveling traveling into downtown or maybe someone who is a traveling salesman or a truck driver. I know we have a lot of truck drivers listening to to the podcast. And so yours is going to be different. And then a truck driver's uh, get home bag from being in the city and traveling around like just a local truck driver versus someone who is uh, traveling you know, across the country is going to be very, very different. So you really need to take that into consideration and be thinking about that. Some people who really put a lot of time and effort into this have different get-home bags for different scenarios. So you might have a get-home bag if you're going to work. You might have a get-home bag if you are, maybe it's the weekend and you're traveling You're traveling around the city or uh, you are going on vacation, right? So there are a lot of different ideas here behind a get home bags, but it's got to be molded to your personal needs. Your your needs are going to be way different. Sometimes I I kind of cringe a little bit because get home bags, even even in this one that, that we talked about here at Survival Sullivan, there are some items here that you might not ever need. So for instance, fire. You know, the idea of a get home bag, unless you are like that truck driver that has uh, is traveling far, far away, you know, doing cross country uh, deliveries, or you're a traveling salesman or whatever. You'll never need to build a fire. You'll never need to stay overnight somewhere. Um, you know, build a build a, a shelter. You know, have a tarp. Those different kinds of things. So sometimes our bug out bags, our get home bags, look like a bag that we are going on a camping trip, you know, or that we're going into the wilderness. And so be very careful about that because, again, you need it to, to be personalized to your needs. And one of the things that I love about this article that they talked about is you want to be lightweight. You want to be minimalist. You want to move quickly. And so I know that there's the idea of like, well, I might need this. I might need that. But again, that's why you personalize your backpack or your get home bag. That's why you you might have several different get home bags that you are using. So you're personalizing it. 
the next thing that I want to talk about here that, that this article didn't talk about is just the critical thinking piece. You need to think about this situation and these scenarios and what it would look like. Think about what it would look like if you could not get home from work. Think about what it would look like if you were on vacation. So if you uh, were getting close to summer and many people might go on summer vacation, uh, what would it look like if you were there and you needed to get home and you know you had your, your get home back? Um, what would you need in that? So the critical thinking piece is very important. And sometimes, you know, we read these articles and we just take these articles for what what they say. And you really, again, need to think about your situation. So critical thinking, thinking things through, uh, looking at the possible scenarios. I think it's very important. All right. So one of the things that I want to say here is your get home bag probably should not look like something Rambo would wear. You know, so you just you just want to think about that. I know some people, you know, love the Molly, love the camouflage, love all that kind of stuff. But it's just you got to think about, is that something that I want to be wearing, walking down the road or getting home? So you probably shouldn't be looking like Rambo or, you know, wearing a, a backpack that Rambo would would wear or something along those lines. Hey everyone, I wanted to break into this episode to tell you about a new outdoor website called Rerouted. You know, I've been talking about Rerouted for the last five weeks. This week, I wanted to share how easy it is to make a purchase. While I was checking out the items for sale, I noticed a 20-liter backpack with a waist belt and a chest strap to help even out the load. The price was right, so I decided to buy it. I signed up for an account on Rerouted, which was fast and painless, and made the purchase. Two screens later, I was getting a confirmation of my sale. So for those of you who are used to making online purchasing decisions, Rerouted has created a quick checkout experience. Also, remember that Rerouted allows you to sell your used gear on their site. You'll get more money for quality gear when someone who understands the true value of your gear buys it. If you haven't checked out Rerouted yet, head on over to their site. They are adding new gear every single day. The website is rerouted.co. That's rerouted.co. Go check them out. I'll post a link in the episode notes to make it easy for you. Rerouted gear, sustainable future, new adventures. Now back to the podcast. One of the things that I highly recommend and I think is is really important here is this article talked about clothes. And so for me, uh, again, talking about being uh, so close, so close to home from work, I feel comfortable that I could wear my dress shoes and my slacks and I could, you know, wear those, you know, on a 30 minute walk from home. Right. So I, I'm OK with that. But I still even even considering that would probably want to have my my comfortable shoes. I mean, why not? And so in your get home bag, one of the things that you should be thinking about is having some comfortable shoes. So maybe these are some old tennis shoes that you are not and they're like broken in. You de- you know, don't put your hiking boots that you never broke in uh, you, you never broken in. Like I bought these hiking boots off of Amazon. I've never worn them, but I'm going to wear them to get home. Then you're seriously talking about some, some pain, some foot pain. So, I mean, if you're going to break them in, whatever. Okay. And again, depending on the terrain, you might need hiking boots or you might need something sturdy like that. 
but I think most people will be served with some old tennis shoes that maybe that they're broken in and maybe you're not going to wear anymore, but you know, uh, you can throw them away or whatever. I mean, every so often I'm switching out tennis shoes and, and I keep some in the backyard so that I can you know, wear back in the backyard so I don't get them, you know, get my new ones dirty or whatever. But then, you know, I also have some that I remember I took up to the country and I left up there when, uh, when my dad had his place. So I'm always, you know, turning over these, these shoes and I'm really rough on shoes anyway. So I would probably put an older pair, pair of tennis shoes in there, a pair that I've broken in, uh, at least in my truck. If I, if I wouldn't put them in my backpack. So you got to think about, are they smelly or what, what? Do whatever you can so that they're not smelly. But I would probably put that in my get home bag. I would have those in uh, there so that I would uh, be able to put those on and walk home. I would always also carry sh- uh, socks, you know, some comfortable socks that I can put on and not just one pair, but maybe two pair. So depending on how long you're walking so that you can switch those out. If you think that you're going to be maybe you're a, more of a long distance uh, get home uh, situation then you might want to have even more than one pair in there uh, to switch out. So as your feet get sweaty, you want to be able to put some dry, uh, some dry socks on and maybe even some foot powder that would help to dry out your feet if that was the case, right? So extra pair of socks, some shoes, some comfortable clothes, uh, depending on the season. So this is one of those things we've all, you know, we always talk about your bug out bag should reflect the season. So if it's summertime, you need to you know look look it over, pull things out, uh, arrange it for summertime. If it's wintertime, then you know you need to uh, set it up for wintertime. Same thing with your get home bag, and so and the clothing that you have there. You know some people when it's cold, they don't really consider. I mean, there's plenty of times where I would jump into my vehicle because my and my heat, you know, in oh, Texas cold, and I know Texas cold is not anywhere near what uh, some of you people face up north, but uh, Texas cold. So I, you know, it's still cold, still chilly, still humid. And so, you know, you get in the vehicle, but my heater starts blasting pretty quickly. And so, you know, it's, I'm only dealing with the cold from my, uh, from my front door to my truck, which is just a couple of steps. So there's times where I go to work and I'm not really concerned about having a real uh, big heavy jacket or something along those lines. But if you are somebody who lives up north and maybe you do things like that, maybe your your jacket is a little bit thinner, but if you were going to be walking home for a couple of hours in the cold, the real cold, then you need something a little bit more substantial. So that's something that you really need to consider. Another thing that you might want to have in there is a bandana. So if you are uh, just a bandana. Bandanas can be used in so many different ways, but I would m- probably mostly use it to wipe away the sweat. As I would, as I sweat very easily, as I'd get down the road, starting to pour down sweat, just wiping sweat from my from my face. I think that would be something that I would I, I would use it for. But if you needed it for uh, a pre you know water filter, whatever you know, you have that available as well. Another thing that this article didn't talk about that I carry is rain gear. You know, you don't want to be walking soaking wet. So there are some uh, some rain gear, some ponchos out there that can double as a shelter if you needed to. I've shared a lot of those on Prepper website before in the past. Uh, but if you needed to, you could make, uh, they could be used as a tarp and you can make a shelter. Uh, but uh, they're really sturdy, really strong. 
rain you know pieces of rain gear and so uh with the hood and all that and you can put it over your backpack and i would just have something like that because uh, a lot of the times just like this article was talking about you know you believe that when you bug out you're going to be bugging out from home uh and you know when the when the event happens same kind of thing you know we think that it's going to be clear skies and everything you know sunny and everything's going to be great uh more than likely is the weather's going to suck right so go ahead and get some rain gear uh think about it i think the the rain gear that that i that i purchased for my for my uh, get home bag and then that i share on prepper website i think it's like $30 less than $30 and you will greatly, I mean, you can use it in so many different ways, but if you need it to get home, uh, you have that available to you. So I would recommend some rain gear there. One of the things that I've talked about before in the past, and, uh, you know, I've done, I've done some uh, special episodes on that, is a bike. And so I know, you know, if you are in, uh, you're in the city and you're having to get home, uh, you might not want to consider a foldable bike or something along those lines, but if you are a trucker and you are long distances, you know, you're, you're driving long distances, you might have that ability to have one of those folding bikes in there, in your truck somewhere, in your camper, and then bring it out if you needed to. Yeah, it's just something that I, I think is smart and something that I would do if I was having to go long distances. And so that's just something that, that I throw out there. One of the things that uh, somebody in the comment section said here was firearm and firearms and ammo. So this, um, this article really didn't talk about firearms, but that is something to consider. Now, of course, if you're traveling and you are, if you're flying, I don't know how many people are truly flying right now. Uh, I know some people are, but at least flying for business. I, I know with all the, the Zooming and the, you know, the live conferences that you can have now, so many businesses are moving to that. It's so much cheaper. You don't have to pay for airplane tickets and things like that. But, uh, of course, you couldn't do that if you were flying. Uh, if you're a truck driver, what you do is that is your business as you're crossing different lines, different state lines and stuff like that. But a lot of people say, I'd rather have a firearm and ammo if I didn't need it and, uh, you know, risk the consequences there. So that's something to, to consider if you would uh, carry that in your get home bag. Um, some people just can't because of where they work and, you know, the different uh, restrictions that they have, even when they live in a state that is constitutional carry or, you know, you can carry if you're open carry, if you have a license or whatever. And so that's something to always, always think about. This article also talked about having a map, like a hard copy and a compass. I completely agree with that. I would say no routes as well. So again, if you are traveling long distances, then I would, from time to time, look up a map. Now, uh, you might not need your hard, your, uh, your hard copy map to think about your route. You might want to route it out. Uh, and, and as much as I hate Google, they do have on in maps, you can do a route. So you can say, hey, I'm here and I want to get here. What's the fastest way? And one of the things that I love about it is you can do it through vehicle. You can do it through a bike, uh, a bike route, and you can do it by walking. 
And so you'll get different, uh, different routes de- depending on how you are setting that up. Just remember if you are going back to it to look something up that you switch that because sometimes that, uh, that will stick and uh, you think that something that should take just a little bit of time, uh, you have it on walking. And so uh, I've done that before as I was playing around with different routes and, uh, of where I was going. But I think that's smart. So if you know that you're traveling long distance to a certain town, then you can look at the route of how, what, would, what would be the fastest route back for me to get back. But the same kind of idea would be around the neighborhood or around the, the, the city as well, right? So if you're going different places, you know the quickest route. Um, you just kind of have that in your, in your mind. I think it's very important to be aware of certain parts of the city that you might not normally go into uh, that might not be as safe. And so you might want to uh, go around that. You might want to know how to uh, get you know the fastest way around that certain certain part of town. Um, so you need to know that. And uh, it might be a little bit harder if you're traveling long distances. Uh, you might not be able to know all these places that you would be traveling, but you have a good idea, I think, if you are, uh, for instance, again, a truck driver and you are paying attention to different parts of town um, and you hear certain things. So that might be beneficial there. So uh, I think it's important to have your your hard copy of your map and your, and your compass, but don't neg- uh, neglect looking it up you know, on the internet and, and looking up the different routes that you could possibly take home and uh, that would be more beneficial to you. And then again, I, I know this article talked about having the hard copy and having a compass, but I would also ha- look at your, your, your maps that you can download. So I know that there's maps that I've downloaded before that did not require internet access on my, on my tablet. And there's also a compass that you can download on your phone that doesn't require internet access. And so you can turn it on and use. So just because you're getting home uh, or, you know, you are on the route to get home doesn't necessarily mean that phones might not be working. I'm going to talk about that here in just a minute. So talking about phones and talking about how valuable they could be, you might want to carry a portable charger. If you've been listening to me for any amount of time, you know that I've highly recommended this over and over again. Uh, your phone is very capable. I mean, it's a small little computer, carries a lot of information. The worst thing that could happen is when you needed it, it was not available to you because you ran out of battery. So I would highly recommend carrying around a portable charger. They are so cheap now. They are they will have so many milliamps that can charge your phone three and four times. It's just really worth it. So I'm a big proponent of portable chargers. And then not only can you charge your, your, your phone, but you can also charge, like I said, if you have uh, a headlamp that is rechargeable or you have a phone, uh, I'm sorry, a flashlight that is rechargeable with a USB, you can use that as well. So I highly recommend that. More than likely, you would have that maybe in your purse, maybe in your, uh, you know, in your, in your backpack, maybe something that you uh, always have with you at work. Um, and you would just transfer that over to your get home bag. So I uh, highly recommend that. 
one of the other things that they didn't mention is maybe a, a radio. And so there's those combinations, you know, the radio, crank, and solar, and all the different ones. Um, I have one that's a radio. It's, it's digital. I can't remember the name of it right now. It's a, it's a digital. It's radio. And I think you can uh, use solar as well. It also has batteries, and uh, it's rechargeable. So it just doesn't have the crank on there. But if you if you were traveling and you wanted to get some information, uh, I think that would be useful, you know. And so I think that would be something to uh, to to consider having. And for instance, the one that I'm talking about that I have is very lightweight. Um, you know, they're not going to handle a lot of abuse. So just just know that those the those combination radios, crank, solar, all that kind of stuff. They don't handle a lot of abuse. They don't last for a very long time. But if you needed it and you had it, it would be very valuable to you. So just know that. And then when we were talking about, you know, traveling salesmen, truck drivers, just remember, I just wanted to touch on this again because I have it in my notes here, is your get home bag is going to be more robust, right? The further you are from home, the more robust your get home bag needs to be. And so uh, we've talked a little bit about food and water here in this article. Uh, I would consider having something like the Hydro Blue VersaFlow. I would have that in my pack. It's so lightweight and so uh, worth it. If you were traveling maybe a day uh, from you know more than a day or even a day's worth, you know hours worth. If you if it was a hot day and you were drinking all the water and you needed to filter water, I what I love about the Hydro Blue is you can you know, you can fill up, uh, you know, a, some like a 20 ounce soda bottle with water with, you know, water that needs to be filtered and screw it onto the hydro, hydro blue VersaFlow and then squeeze it through and it works. And so I would highly recommend just having a water filter. I think that's important. They're not very, uh, heavy and they're not very expensive. And so I would consider that again, you might have things like at work, you might have things, uh, in your vehicle, you might have things in your everyday carry that you would just transfer to your get home bag or you would just throw your EDC. If you have a, a little kit that you're dealing with, throw that into your get home bag uh, before you you head home. So something to think about there. Now, I want to handle this, right, because I was uh, I was thinking about this every time we, we talk about get home bags. The idea is always you're walking home. And I, that's not necessarily the way that it might play out. There's always this idea that vehicles are not moving. You might need to walk home. So, you know, we talk about clothing. We talk about having uh, good shoes and all that. It's kind of like there's an EMP that has happened or a solar flare has wiped out, you know, all electricity. And so here you are and you got to get home. And so that's always the idea in our minds. And we've got to really move away from that. Yes, that can happen, but there, there's possible other reasons why you would need to get home and you would, you know, you would need your get home back. So for instance, uh, let's talk about an economic breakdown and then credit isn't allowed anymore. So let's just say you, your vehicles are working and everything is, is going well and you're, you're hunky dory and, and life is good. And all of a sudden, because whatever happens, the economic system just begins to crumble and things happen like in a day, right? Everything shuts down in a day. And all of a sudden, banks are not allowing credit cards to go through. MasterCard, Visa, Discover Card have shut off their services. And so you need a little bit of gas 
or you need to, uh, you know, you need to buy a ticket or whatever. So you, you might not be able to use your credit card. So one of the things that you might want to have is cash. Maybe it's not a economic breakdown. Maybe it's a cyber attack. Maybe it's a cyber attack on the whole, you know, banking infrastructure. And as a result, maybe a couple of banks get hit. And then as a result, all the other banks go offline to not, uh, you know, get the ransomware or to not to, you know, have their cyber, uh, get cyber attacked or whatever, you know. So I'm just kind of throwing things out there that uh, you might not be able to use credit. You might not be able to access your bank account. So in that situation, you might want to have some cash. You might want to have a couple of hundred dollars in your in your uh, get home bag or at least on you so that if you needed to, let's just say you were a trucker or you were uh, a, a salesman who was away from home, but you could get a, a train ticket or a bus ticket or you could buy uh, an airplane ticket uh, or you needed to buy diesel or gas or whatever that you could use that money, that cash. Now, you know, in times like these, people are like, Todd, who has a couple of hundred dollars to put, you know, in a get home bag? If you can do it, do it. If not, you know, do what you can. Maybe 10, 15, $20 might be more than, uh, than you need to be able to get you home in something like that. You know, somebody said in the comments brought up silver and, you know, I'm really not a big proponent of putting silver in a get home bag. Um, I understand um, but if you were going to do that, if that was something to consider, I would do something like having four silver eagles worth of of silver. You know, that's not too heavy, but um, you know, you don't want to have like uh, you know ninety percent silver. You don't want to have you know something like that that would um, just weigh you down. So four silver eagles right now, you know, you can easily trade that out for a hundred dollars if someone. Well, I say easily, but if someone knew their value and someone knew their worth, and and credit was you know shot, again, I would I would stick with cash. But if silver is one of those things, I would not load yourself down with a bunch of ninety percent dimes. You know, uh, you know, ten cents worth of. Uh, of, uh, you know, silver dimes and stuff like that. I would, I would just go for silver eagles and just carry about four of those in there. Another, another reason it could be societal breakdown. Um, and that might not be in all places all at once, but you could find yourself needing to get home very quickly because of societal breakdown. And maybe, you know, if you are driving long distances or maybe your city, wherever you're at, all of a sudden things go crazy. It's like, okay, I got to get home. And so that might not be a, I'm going to be traveling on foot type of deal. It could be, but it could be also that I just need to get home. And so you have that again. So that's why I'm saying there's just so many different scenarios. We talk about, you know, it's always like, Hey, we're, we're walking home. I'm like, it's not always walking home. Uh, you might, just need to get in your vehicle and go and, and to think about the routes that you're taking and to, uh, you might need to be able to fill up on gas and, and different things like that. So a lot to consider there when we're talking about get home bags. Listen, if you are wanting to dive a little bit deeper into get home bags or inch bags or EDC or bug out bags, when I first created the podcast, I created a uh, a link bomb. And I call them link bombs because I just put a bunch of links on a page and I organize them according to the different subject area. So I've done this with gardening before. 
and I did these with kits. And so throughout the years, I went through all the archives on Prepper website and I just put together all the, the articles that I thought were decent articles that would help people put together their their uh, their kits. So you can go over to the Prepper Website Podcast. I'll put a link in the show notes to make it really easy for you. But you can go over there and there are tons of articles on everyday carry, on building a get home bag, on building a bug out bag, and even a few on an inch bag. Those are those articles are very few and far between because those again are like that's the walking dead, the whole, you know, you're never coming home and that's it. So um, if you're interested in that and looking a little bit more and diving deeper, doing maybe doing some research, um, getting some ideas. I'm going to put that link in the show notes for you so you can go check that one out. So guys, remember, you know, get home bags is going to be personal to you. It's something to remember. Um, you, you really need to be thinking about your situation and your scenario. Not thinking, not just thinking about you, but maybe that's something you start talking about your kids. Um, I wrote about, uh, I wrote an article about getting kids from college, you know, how to get them home. You know, I'll put that in the, uh, in the show notes as well. Um, we have, well, you know, kids are already home from college by now, but you know, that's something to think about. You want to start putting this kind of information into family members and not necessarily trying to freak them out, scare them or whatever, but like, Hey, how would you get home if you needed to, uh, you know, do you have a vehicle? Maybe keep some, some, uh, some tennis shoes in your vehicle, you know, and some extra pair of shop socks underneath your, your car seat if you ever needed it. And so you start just kind of laying those things down and, and helping people to understand those things uh, if there ever was a need for them. Well, guys, that's it for episode 692. Hey, don't forget, like always, I'm going to link to this article in the show notes and you can go over to Survival Sullivan and check it out and click on some of the links that they have over there. And if you want to subscribe to the show and you haven't, Make sure you click the subscribe button in your favorite podcast app, and that way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. And don't forget, if you're looking for more preparedness and self-reliant information, head on over to PrepperWebsite.com, where we link to 8 to 12 articles every day of the very best self-reliant articles out there. We also have pages dedicated to alternative news, firearms, DIY, Bible prophecy, frugal living, and homesteading. And lastly, don't forget to join the email list if you haven't. When you do, I'm going to send you a free PDF on 25 hand-picked preparedness articles that you should read. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until next time, live with no regrets and stay prepped and aware. Peace.